0: Hello, fellow watch lovers, nerds, enthusiasts, or however you identify. You're listening to 40 and 20, the Watch Clicker podcast with your hosts, Andrew, and my good friend Everett. Here, we talk about watches, food, drinks, life, and other things we like. Everett, how are you?
1: (laughs) I'm fine. You sound like shit. And I'm out of breath. (laughs) I'm doing really well, man. Uh, Yeah. No, it's uh, it's been a nice week. It's been lovely out. It's been lovely out. Uh, I went to the driving range today. Weird. Weird, Weird. right? Uh, yeah. No, I mean, it's, I'm good. I don't have any complaints. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. How are you?
0: Uh, I'm the best I've been in a week. Yeah. So. Which which is good. because I I don't sound like it, but here's the, uh, for those of you who don't spend the entire week with me. After we recorded our last episode, I lost my voice. Again,
1: it was going,
0: it was going, it was rough. It was maybe worse than I am today, but for the last week, I haven't been able to speak above a whisper.
1: Yeah. Which is actually really nice for everybody uh, in your life.
0: Yeah. They loved it. Yeah. Um, It bugged me a lot, (laughs) but um, yeah, I'm physically feeling pretty good. Still a little bit of a cough hanging on. And obviously the... Um, I've been, I've heard it as Will Arnett Mm. and as Batman, Mm. uh, sounding voice. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Uh, take your pick. Um, I like Batman better, but, uh, I do also like the idea of doing illusions. So, (laughs) you know, that's an option for me now.
1: I I mean, it's like Will Arnett Batman.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, that would be bad. (laughs) That would be very bad
1: isn't will arnett batman in the lego in in the lego is he i wow. now i'm now i'm gonna just regret having said that for the whole episode i don't know and i'm not gonna look it up
0: yeah doesn't matter did you see that um oh my gosh why can't i think of his name uh it's not val kilmer who's the other guy who played batman in the modern era uh
1: george clooney no uh, Michael Keaton. Yeah,
0: Michael Keaton is is going to show up as Batman again.
1: Uh, I did not see that. Yeah, I I didn't see that. Is that a true story? Or are you making that is up? what
0: I heard it, and I don't remember where I heard it. But it's he's showing up uh, in the DC universe again, where he'll be mentoring somebody. Vindicated. It is it is Arnett, huh?
1: It's Will Arnett. Yeah, that's, that's oh. what I thought you were saying.
0: No, well now I feel a lot better about my voice. Yeah, it's not
1: it's not like straight Will Arnett. It's Batman Will Arnett
0: that's nicer way than you know you could have gone with that <laughs> um, but other than that you know I'm good yeah you know just plugging away
1: drinking uh Michelob ultra organic seltzers
0: they are good
1: delicious and they're usda organic which yeah. is incredible
0: so they they come in some odd flavors um we've got spicy pineapple cucumber lime and peach pear peach pear is good they are all very good. Yeah, peach pear is good.
1: It's uh, the only one I've had.
0: They're all just—it's just a breath of flavor.
1: Yeah, it's a seltzer,
0: but it's—it's it's less flavor and less sweet than a lot of seltzers. Mm. Yeah, they're good. Four percent alcohol, zero sugar, eighty 8 calories. calories.
1: Get you, get you, get mm. you crunk for cheap.
0: Good luck. There's four percent alcohol.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I—I I have four percent. this. I'm a lightweight, buddy.
0: Yeah. You can drink these
1: like water. So, so Andrew. <laughs> Yes, Everett. Can we talk about the thing that arrived today from Ooh, London?
0: We should. I got a package in the mail today.
1: It's a spice girl, you guys. Yep. It's very Mel- spice. It's Melby right here. In my
0: house. <laughs> Actually better, I think. Well, I don't know.
1: Melby's hot, dude.
0: Yeah. I think I'm more happy with this. I think I think Melby being in my house could cause more issues than this being in my house today. DHL delivered the Christopher Ward C63 Sealander automatic in white. And guys, I'm in love. When we saw uh, our read ahead, when they announced these, when we saw what. Our read ahead, like the press release oh, that was embargoed. Our, our read ahead. I was yeah. like,
1: "Who's Rita Head? I've never heard of this lady."
0: When we saw our read ahead, uh, I I immediately said, "Hey Rita, I'm going to buy that watch." Yeah, and, and and then you did the day day after it released. I bought this watch. Yeah, and it's here. Shipping was a bit of a pain. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's here. Yesterday, you know what? We should have
1: we should have Mike France from Chris Chris uh, Christopher Lloyd on the show so we can bitch at him about shipping to the US.
0: Christopher Ward. What did I uh, say? We should also have Christopher Lloyd Christopher on the show, Lloyd? though. That would be maybe more fun.
1: <laughs> I have or, had one drink of one four percent
0: seltzer. Um so we can't blame the alcohol. Yeah, shipping was a bit of a pain. And the DHL <laughs> <Christopher> updates <Lloyd. laughs> were were not great. No, they didn't tell you anything. No, no, no. DHL is really, really specific in their updates. But the problem is, yesterday, it got released from Portland, and it statused with the courier for delivery. And then it didn't change all night and all morning. And I was like, maybe this guy is walking the 100 miles. Maybe he's a bike courier. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. what What is happening? Mm-hmm. And then I got a text at about 1 o'clock today. Hey, your package has been delivered
1: nice can i can i see again yeah, can NBC i see it again y- so you guys this is our first christopher ward experience this is officially is. our first christopher ward experience i mean it's yeah. your first christopher ward well experience.
0: we're we're experiencing for the first time but it is my watch this is really great it's very good and we brought some other um comparative watches some comps if yeah. you will yeah some um some parallels, maybe we'll mm-hmm. call them. So we brought a Orion uh, Hellcat, a Seiko Sarb, um, Monta Atlas, and a Seiko Alpinist. All sitting on the desk right now. Yeah, all sitting to just compare this side by side to, uh, because Evan, one of our writers, our our writer Evan, um, I I Cortman, yeah, often makes fun of me for the amount of dress sport watches that I own. It is the best watch though. Dress and sport but, watch is the best. But I don't own that many. Four.
1: <laughs> you own six watches and four of them are dress
0: sport. No, I, I did a count yeah. yesterday. Because my wife was like, How many watches do you even have? And I was like, don't, I don't
1: do it. Don't do it. Be like, I don't know. That's what I
0: said I'm like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like twelve? Nineteen. Damn. A lot of watches in my room. Um so yeah, I don't I didn't tell her that. Um, so, <laughs> don't do that. The case on that thing is great.
1: you you oh. know, uh, w- w- I was looking at the Atlas and I was like, gosh, you know there are some similarities between this and the Atlas. you, you know really not in any sort of practical design sense, but just in terms of details and the way they've made certain transit. but but the one that uh, the one that the the watch sitting on the table that feels to me the most similar, and, and this is purely case uh is the Sarbo 35. Oh yeah. The Christopher Ward lightsaber case is very very reminiscent of the Sarb case. Mm-hmm. Uh there's some obvious differences. Uh I, I'm not they're certainly not one to one. It's not even an homage situation, but they they for me Evoke a really similar
0: feel. Very Maserati, slick lines, mm-hmm. long, slender, sexy lines through the whole case. Yeah. 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 No, I, I would agree with you. And I told you to bring the Hellcat because it was I was interested in comparing against the crazy tolerances of the Hellcat. Mm-hmm. And also those really long sleek lines mm-hmm.
1: of all these watches the hellcat yeah. is the most different
0: yeah it's sort of one of these
1: things is not like the others uh very much so yeah you, you know much thinner than anything else on the table mm-hmm. much sleeker um it, and less sporty too i think you, you know with yeah. the, with those with those bar link uh those bar links on the bracelet Uh, It just gives it a totally different feel. It doesn't feel like these other watches at all. But um, yeah, uh, it's a great lineup.
0: I will say, if you're looking at purchasing Christopher Ward, measure your wrist and pay the $10 to have the bracelet resized before they mail it to you.
1: Tell us about the process.
0: These pin and collars were a nightmare because I just have the little cheap twist push out your pin. Mm-hmm. Um
1: yeah those things suck. You gotta get a hammer. You got you gotta get a hammer and punch.
0: Yeah, I do.
1: You can get them for like three bucks on eBay. I know.
0: Okay. But I don't I didn't have one here in the moment. So <laughs> I ended up getting uh, a multi-tool and getting a good grip on the pin and removing the pin. One is bent beyond repair. Mm. The rest were good. But I scratched up my bracelet a little bit. Uh, during the process which is you know whatever it was going to get scratched up no matter what because bracelets though they're made of the same material look like you put them in a garbage disposal after like two wears <laughs> yeah and i have no answer for that like the case great nothing on it maybe a greasy fingerprint bracelets just get chewed up like that wasn't a garbage disposal
1: <laughs> my Hellcat clasp is yeah i mean it's eaten it's eaten it's eaten
0: And we don't do shit in our watches. (laughs) Um, I
1: mean, I sit at a desk all day and just bang bang the keyboard. Yeah,
0: you do. make it sound like I'm working. A little reset hole. Um, (laughs) (laughs) The pinning collar was super tight. Real pain to size. Once it's sized, though, you get a full link and maybe more in the micro-adjusting sliding lock mechanism in the clasp, which is money. Yeah, this is. It's just. It's good all around. I'm very pleased.
1: You, you know what I like about Christopher Ward? Uh Well, first, I you don't what know what the like man. about Christopher Lloyd, his hair. Mostly that. You know what I like about Christopher Ward is nothing on that watch feels catalog. No, every element of that feels custom design made. Um, you, you know we talk about. Microbrands a lot. Um, I would say almost all of the microbrands that we talk about regularly, with the exception of Monta, we talk about Monta a lot. I, I'm not sure that Monta really a microbrand. I guess they are. But Christopher, I don't know Christopher Ward really Christopher is Christopher Ward is definitely yeah. not a microbrand, right? In In terms of the way I think about that, Christopher Ward is definitely not a microbrand. Uh, so, so I feel fine saying, by and large, microbrands are all using catalog clasps there's a lot of catalog available and when i say when i say catalog i don't mean um you know something off of esslinger or whatever right but these manufacturers have a clasp right uh halios obviously jason's you know making his shit designing engineering and making his shit monta's designing engineering making their shit christopher ward also and for 800 bucks yeah if get a fully designed watch, you know, I, I $695 think... 6
0: if you don't get it on a bracelet. Yeah. Well, get, a, get it on a bracelet. Yeah, get the bracelet. Don't be dumb. Get the bracelet. Because it's quick release.
1: Quick release. And it's
0: tight fitting. You're tight fitting. Easy. It's a, It's a good quick release bracelet.
1: Excellent. Yeah. Good stuff, man.
0: Very. I'm very pleased. It's going to be hard to take this off. You know Mike doesn't like this handset. I love this handset.
1: Yeah, Mike, you know what? Fuck that guy. Yeah.
0: Degenerate. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what Do you think we should dive into
1: the main event? The the main topic? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't I actually don't have anything I literally don't have anything else to do. Either. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually that's not true. I I have other things to do, but this is five beers in front of us though, so yeah, this is the thing I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. So main topic. We are talking tonight about watches as we know them. And by that I mean watches as part of or perhaps as they're affected by social media. Through the lens of, perhaps? Through the lens of social media. So how and what does a watch mean in the context of social media? And, and how do watches exist in social media? And how does that change how we interact with them? I think that we've touched on some of the things we're going to talk about today. But I, th- I think we're going to be a little bit sort of uh,
0: abstract. Yeah and i think this year i think this is the right time to be talking about this because for the last year there haven't mm. <laughs> there haven't been red bar events Mm-mm. there haven't been meetups there hasn't been watching clock fair or wind up there hasn't been any of these things that people would generally go to and see watches of the watches we've seen over the last year have been in the black mirror. Your phone. Instagram. Watch you seek. (laughs) Does anybody
1: go to watch you seek anymore?
0: Does anyone go to Facebook anymore? Uh, I think
1: Facebook is still pretty popular. Hmm. Yeah.
0: Are watches a thing on TikTok?
1: Maybe. Maybe we need to get on TikTok.
0: We could probably do some dances. I know they're a thing on OnlyFans. We're making dope money on there. Gosh. <laughs> if you haven't found us yet, do. You know, every once in a while when
1: you say that, I think about, uh, like, what, like, just for a fleeting moment, my brain sort of drifts to what that would look like, and then I do, like, <laughs>
0: Yeah, it wouldn't look Ugh. good. Wouldn't nobody have fun. They'd pay us to stop. It'd be a really interesting <laughs> experiment. Um but, <coughs> So,
1: so, 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 the last year, so, so, so. Our,
0: our watch world has been entirely virtual, barring the watches that you've purchased, barring the watches that a friend has loaned you, barring our occasional meetups and hangouts with people. It's been all virtual interaction.
1: Yeah, by and large, I, I mean you, you know it, it's interesting because I think for most of us, most of us in this world, uh, even before this year, it, it, it was that right. You, we, we, there's probably about four percent. I, I I'm gonna be honest. I made that number up. Yeah. I no, there's no absolutely no reference statistic or basis for that. But four percent exactly of watch people ever attend Red Bar wind up, et cetera, et cetera. So I think the vast majority of watch people that this is, this is the watch world, notwithstanding a pandemic, a global pandemic. Yeah. Fair. Yeah.
0: So how does that virtual interaction with watches affect our relationship with watches how does it affect our opinion on them and and i think one of the important things for me is how does it affect our opinion of watch makers and the value and and this isn't like the intrinsic value this is very much the monetary value of a watch yeah because I'll tell you, when I see two Big Macs for $5 and I see a picture <laughs> of two Big Macs, good goddamn, I think I'm robbing a bank. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go and get two Big Macs for $5. Those look amazing, and it's only $5. And I get it. And four bites later, they're gone. And three hours later, there's consequences. hmm
1: Mm-hmm. And you don't feel good, right? That's a, no, that's a, never
0: once have I eaten Big Macs and felt good.
1: That's a lot of bread. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you can eat a bag Big Mac and probably be fine. No, I want to. I, no, you're an idiot. You remember in
0: college when I did two Big Macs and 20 nuggets?
1: Um, No. I did that once. It was bad. I do remember one time with Tommy getting like eight sausage McMuffins, thinking there's going to be a bunch of people that were going to eat them. And then, you know, I don't, not a sausage McMuffin with egg, just the sausage McMuffin. They were a buck a piece. So we got eight of them and nobody else ate them. And so we each had four sausage McMuffins and it was, it was rough. That's too many. It was rough. It was like, it wasn't like full. It was like greasy, just a grease pit. It was terrible. Gross. (laughs) That being said. (laughs) Yeah. Why are we talking about Big Macs?
0: The, the, the deal right sure because everyone can take good pictures not Not anyone not true anyone can take pictures of a watch and make it look good you know you you send will a picture of the gnarly or the gnarliest invicta you can think of Will's gonna make it look fantastic.
1: Yeah, Will is one human
0: being. Right, but some but anyone can find somebody to do that for their watch. Right. So we're in this uh, world. Ah uh, ah uh, I see. I see. We're in this world where our interaction with watches is entirely in pictures. A lot of renderings. And we see these pictures of MVMT or Fossil or Take Your Pick, right? of big fashion brand. There's there's some gems in there. But by and large, just junky watches. Mm-hmm. But you're going to get pictures that put them on par with any of the watches we have on the table. And you look at them and you're like, wow, why would I pay between 6 and Hundred and two thousand dollars for a watch. When I get that one for one hundred and fifty, mm-hmm. it's three one six L steel. It's the same shit. It's a it's a movement. It does all the things I needed to do. What
1: three sixteen L and it looks exactly like a Seiko monster. Crazy.
0: Yeah. So why would I pay the the price? Of these other watches, and it creates this thing where people are like, "Well, you know, that'd be a good watch if it were forty bucks." Well, fuck yeah, it would be a good watch for forty bucks, but it wouldn't be a good watch if it were forty bucks.
1: Well, so oh, oh, okay, yeah. uh, uh, I went on a little tirade. Yeah, yeah, you did. That's okay. That's okay. I'm going to ask you for more. You know, I think so. So it, this is a topic of your creation. Yeah. Uh, and, and and I was a little bit curious when we started talking. about it. I was like, where are you going to go with this? And, and I think we took our, our research or our show notes in different directions. Weird. Uh, it's very unusual for us. <laughs> I'm curious about what your personal experience is. Uh, having come in, I mean, we've got a similar sort of watch life trajectory, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious about how for you engaging directly through social media engaging with hobby directly through social media and almost exclusively for for ever for forever how do you think if you're being if you're monday morning quarterbacking yourself or or even just examining your experience how has it affected things for you
0: it's it's interesting because as i was thinking of this of this trajectory right my watch world started in the forums, right? But that's because of the, the type of person I am. I went to where people talk about the thing, yeah. and I sat in the corner, and I listened to them talk about the thing to learn about said thing so I could get informed, so I could know what people were saying. And that's just kind of where I lurked. And then watches kind of started to become a thing on instagram not just like not just brands but there were people like us who were taking pictures of watches and linking you out to articles and reviews and then we started doing this and everything changed and it sort of was like a new life in the way of interacting with watches because we have a unique experience Mm. um but when I'm when I was thinking back on it, the thing that struck me was the difference in those two worlds. In the forum. Instagram versus the forums. Yeah. In the forums versus photo based social media. In the forums, Neckbeard runs rampant.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Right? That's where. That's where you learn about all the things to hate and why to hate them Mm -hmm. and why everyone else hates them. And you see people pile on the hate of God knows what for no reason. Mm Because you're like, well, I kind of like that, but everyone else hates it. So I guess I don't like it or maybe I suck. And then you move into Instagram well, we'll, stand, we'll hang out in the forums for a minute. You get the occasional person who's like, no, 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 no. Cool it here. This is good, and here's why. And then it's just crickets.
1: <laughs> you know, the forums do seem to feed on negativity, right?
0: They love negativity. And then you transition into photo-based social media where you get the occasional hater, but it's all love. And I think part of that is in the early days, you could make a living on Instagram. You can make some damn good money at the very least. So people are trying to pump things up, get excited and generate all this excitement and hype around things that got everyone else excited. And then people started recreating that business model of super positivity, very little, um, Substance critique, yeah. There's substance, right? But very little critique, right? There's people aren't critical as shit in their Instagram posts. Cause number one, because they're short, right? But generally, it's positivity.
1: Yeah. Well, and I would say that that it is there's positivity, but the the problem with it is is the singularity of the positivity right mm-hmm. there there's a you know there's a it, it, it's like the cool kids at school right yeah uh, if you're not there's this perception and and perhaps bolstered by the reality that if you're not posting the watches that are darlings or whatever mm-hmm. um that you're not getting likes and I think maybe for me that was my biggest takeaway in sort of thinking about this episode, researching this episode. And, and look, guys, we're not going to say anything novel tonight. N- nothing we're going to say is new, fresh, particularly uh, thoughtful. Um, Speak for yourself. Okay. <laughs> I'm building my manifesto right now. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, right. I, I mean, it, it's this. It's this uh, lowest common denominator of oohs and ahs by way of the heart and or like
0: button, right? Because there's no thumbs down. This is no Reddit. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, I, I actually,
1: uh, I didn't read at all or, or or think directly about watches at all in prepping for this episode. So I'm a subscriber of The Atlantic,
0: Oh, I'm so fancy
1: because I think it's just a fantastic. It's my magazine. favorite ocean. Uh, it, it's a good ocean. I'm a Pacific guy, but um, so I I read the Atlantic regularly, and also if you go to the Atlantic, you get I think like three or four free articles per month, uh, and they exhaust them pretty early in the month. Yeah, the, the the you know the writing at the Atlantic is amazing. Uh, <clears throat> you, you know depending on. What you like, if you like good, good cerebral writing. Uh, but I read two articles on The Atlantic, which they'll be linked in
0: the show notes. Yes. Go go ahead. Uh, these articles were fantastic. They were like old-timey country songs mm-hmm. where somebody writes a song, and then a year later, somebody comes out with a response to that song. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah,
1: <clears throat> yeah. So so the first one... Uh, The first one is uh, an article by really, really great tech writer, Rebecca Greenfield. She's written for Wired and New York Times and The Atlantic, amongst other things. It's easier
0: to list who she hasn't.
1: Uh, But this article is called Technology Doesn't Ruin Our Lives. We do. We do, and so this is not really an article about like culture or um, you know lowest common denominator stuff. Really, what this article about is about is about work-life balance mm-hmm. in relationship with um, our devices. Right? We've all got laptops. We've all got cell phones, smartphones with email most of the time, iPads, etc. I have three layered of
0: screen before. Yeah, like watch TV, had my laptop in my lap, right. and been on my phone. And this is my
1: this is my favorite line, and it's actually uh, a quote from Alexis Madrigal, who's a fantastic tech writer. Um, but he says to suggest one of the reasons we spend so many hours in front of our screens is that we have to. Misses the key point about our relationship with modern technology. This is the problem with the way we approach labor, not our devices. Mm-hmm. So, it, 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 you know, and it continues in other words, this is about humans, not technology.
0: Humans uh, are inherently lazy, e- right? Email is the downfall of productivity in the American workplace, I think.
1: Well, that's that's an insane thing to say, uh, <clears throat> but prepared. I don't think I don't think that's really the point. I think I think the point is, well, the point's clear, right? the The fact that we have a cell phone is not the reason you're sitting on your couch while you should be spending time with your kids, responding to emails. The reason is that you haven't created balance. You haven't created separation and i was you know this is this is a little abstract so so mm-hmm. forgive me and stick with me um we need to be equally critical we need to be equally critical with the way we experience watches right we don't need to be sorry we sorry. ought to be i mean, i'm not even sure that's true i mean who cares right it then that is joyful for some people though though Instagram approach to watch collecting is joyful for some people. And I'm sure that there's going to be, there are going to be some of you. And in fact, I've heard arguments pitched elsewhere um, to the tune that that is inherently bad, that the Instagram approach to watches is inherently bad. I don't agree with that. I don't buy it. Um, With that said, to the extent that that relationship causes you stress it's a good opportunity to rethink how you're approaching it right if you love watches and you want to love watches and you want to enjoy watches outside of that social media hustle got to get a a, a Sarb or an Explorer or whatever whatever the baby is simply engage with your watches outside of social media right it's social media is not the problem you you feeling stressed about this are the problem and and, and I, I want to also highlight That's the, not an accusation let me no, just no. clarify what I say you it makes it sound like it's an accusation right the the point being the power is with
0: all of us mm-hmm.
1: to to change that dynamic
0: yeah and that's that was part of the reason I wanted to talk about this is the consumerism pressure that we get from... Yeah. FOMO, very severe FOMO, from seeing the darling on everyone's Instagram feed. It's in every forum. Everyone's got a write-up on it. Mm -hmm. Well, I I want that. (laughs) and. Everyone says it's awesome. Even the forums like it. Even Neckbeard himself <laughs> likes it. I need it. Yeah. But I don't like this and this and this about it. But I want it. Because everyone else does. I want it. What's my problem? And that's, there's some pressure there, right? And I, and I think that that's part of the struggle that we faced entering the hobby is that there's not the love for the watches that we could afford at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. The watches we were comfortable affording at the time. Absolutely. There's nothing out there. There was nothing out there.
1: It was, yeah. It, the, the pickings were slim as they say.
0: Yeah. The, the sub $500 category was by a SARB, buy an SKX, save up by a thousand dollar, take your pick. Why would you buy anything else?
1: Get a Steinhardt. Yeah. If you're feeling real fancy, get a Steinhardt. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And that's, that puts a lot of pressure on somebody who's, who's getting into watches and refining their taste, refining the things they like about a watch. Who Who's going to go out there and make some purchases of watches they really love that nobody else does.
1: Yeah. You know, uh, Anil Dash, another tech blogger. We're gonna, I'm going to talk a little bit about tech bloggers. I, I think tech bloggers maybe get a bad name. Uh, I find that a, the vast majority of my reading, maybe not majority, but a, a significant portion, is is you know well written tech tech writers, tech journalists, perhaps. Uh, Anil Dash, one of my favorite. He wrote an article once about Jomo. Have you heard of this? I, he may have coined this term. Rather than the fear of missing out, oh. it is the joy of missing out, which is a, a little bit of a, a silly thing to say, right? But that's the point. Uh, allow yourself allow yourself the time, the space, uh, the joy of missing it, right? And, and I know that you and I, uh, interact with social media differently um, at times. Um, I have really, at very, you know, really, really deeply enjoyed at various times at different levels and in different ways, I've really enjoyed opportunities to get away from, whether it's the It Watch, and by that I don't mean, by that I don't mean uh, eschewing Sort of darling watches, but but rather picking a watch that I love for myself, and I've talked about this a lot. Mm -hmm. You you know, my titanium G Shock, which everybody hates, is my is one of my favorite watches. It's one of my favorite watches. My Pulsar G10, which I think is having a moment right now, and I'm not sure why. Because it's dope. When when I picked that up, I think that that was clearly, (coughs) clearly by a very long margin you know the the red-headed stepchild to the cwc mm-hmm. g10 of of similar of similar proportions and and looks um and, and i got the i got the pulsar because i i liked that pulsar i liked the way it looked i liked the lugs um you, you know that's a little bit less of a of a point than the than the g-shock but point being those are two of my most cherished watches they were cheap yep nobody likes them when i post pictures of them on instagram nobody even likes them irl well the pulsar people like the pulsar but that g-shock nobody likes that you're the only one (laughs) no i'm not i'm not you know a good friend luke albert uh digs them uh you you know there there are a few people who know them and love them and It doesn't matter that's the point who cares i love that watch i genuinely adore wearing it i can golf in it i can run in it it's titanium so it's super freaking light it's also metal so it feels like a watch in a way that a plastic g-shock my point being who cares about the watch right point being that's been a great part of my watch experience and it's really kind of helped form um you know that that Victorinox that that uh, I love that watch. Uh, my, my Victorinox uh, uh, chronograph uh, automatic Valjoux. I fucking love that watch. Nobody likes that watch. I post that on Instagram and it gets thirteen likes, uh, and it's okay. I do not care. I do not care, which is not to say I'm immune to the caring, because I'm not. Um,
0: but we're in a I, unique situation
1: in that the engagement is sort of important for us. Having pulled, <clears throat> having pulled those things to myself and just really been very honest with myself about w- why I wanted this and, and allowing myself to have that opportunity to actually just enjoy a watch that I found. And I was like, this is fantastic. Uh, that has made me appreciate watches in, in a different way. And and, and similarly, disengaging from social media for periods of time, whether I needed it or just wanted it or just wasn't feeling it, has done a similar thing, right? Instead of getting grumpy or working too hard, right? It's all gravy and being able to enjoy the missing out, right? Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, haven't heard of it. What do you mean you haven't heard of it? Yeah, haven't heard of it. I, I actually haven't read anything about watches in two weeks. You know, that is joyful. So, it, you know, allowing allowing myself those moments or those watches or whatever it is has become part of my
0: my approach. Well, we joke all the time when we're trying to plan an episode. I hate watches right now. <laughs> yeah. I, I hate them. I
1: hate watches right I now. I love
0: the watches I have. I want to wear them. I enjoy them. I don't want to talk about them. I don't care about your awesome cricket watch. I don't, I don't care. I just, I want my watches. That's it. I don't want to be inundated with the new cool thing or funny memes about making fun of people who like watches.
1: And, and I think that it's okay. I think it's okay for us to admit that, right? I'm not feeling that today, which, which is nice. Um, And in fact, I don't feel it all that often, but occasionally I'm just like, God, I fucking hate watches right now. And so I think allowing myself to feel that and just sort of not worrying about it, right? At the end of the day, I love watches. I love doing this show. Um, But point being, even if you don't have a show, even if you don't have any obligation, give yourself whatever you need in terms of space, right? Because this is supposed to be
0: joyful. Yeah, and I I think... I think letting social media be a tool to guide and to drive your hunts when you're out for that next thing that you want is great. Totally. You know, let Instagram be the, be the guide to finding something you like and then let the forums talk you out of it. And, and even if you, even if you like a watch, because
1: even if you want to have a watch because you want to put pictures of it on Instagram, I'm cool with that too, man. Hell yeah. I I I've, I've done that.
0: <clears throat> I bought the Q Timex because of all the hype that surrounded it. And then when the prices dumped and they came back in stock, I bought one.
1: And but, you love that watch. I love that watch. Yeah.
0: The hype was totally worth it. Well, no. No one should have paid $400 for that watch. No one.
1: Well, I mean, I, whatever. I, I I'm I, I guess I guess that's that's maybe that's maybe the bigger point of this, right? Is that you don't have to overthink it. If you spend four hundred bucks on a
0: cute Timex, uh, good luck recouping and, it. I guess.
1: I, good luck, but also don't fucking stress about it. Who cares? Yes.
0: If you spend four hundred dollars, you might arguably love it more than I do. Because I love it. Whatever MSRP is one hundred eighty bucks. So, so the, sec- the second uh, – we'll, we'll do this real quick uh, because we
1: can get through these and then we can move on to, to, to better things. Uh, the second article I pulled, this is an article – this is a newer article. So, so the Greenfield article, I think, was 2011. Uh, this is from 2017, James Summers, fantastic writer. It's called The Like Button Ruined the Internet, subtitle How Engagement Made the Web – a less engaging place. We've talked about we've talked about the struggles of being um, in an engagement-driven business. I guess I'd call this a business, although it, it's not it's not a a, a practically profitable business. Um, but we've talked about that experience, right? Having to come to terms with where we are in the world. Um, and figuring out well, what is it that we want out of this? And, and how is it that we want to do this? We're not going to talk about that today. Uh, the point being, our perspective is different than that from someone who, who's purely a consumer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and And I think you and I have had different experiences in this regard, just in terms of where our heads were at.
0: Also really different than somebody who's affiliate linked up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and I think for us that was the that was the the moment of truth, right? That was the come to Jesus moment, right? Mm-hmm. The internet is um, the internet is just by its very nature fractured. Every everything you receive is n- not part of a conglomerate. So say what you will about. Cable companies, or media conglomerates, or or whatever. Historical journalism, historical media. Say media, media. Yeah, uh, is bundles right? For the last, you know, hundred plus years, media has been bundles, right? Whether that's cable or radio or comic books or, or whatever, right? Uh, the opportunity given to the individual today, you can self publish a novel and sell it on Amazon. You can create a podcast from your guest bedroom. You can, um, any number of ways express yourself and have instant global distribution. Yeah. Right. And when I say distribution, I don't mean traditional distribution. I mean, you are accessibility accessible to yeah. anyone. I mean, people listen to our podcast in Jakarta, which I don't know who's listening to this podcast in Jakarta. So, <laughs> hey, hey, Jakarta. Uh, you know, we have unprecedented ability to, from our guest room, reach out to people. That has led to
0: with absolutely no expertise or reason to be able to
1: that's right yeah. right that has led to debundling which has led to which has led to a, an individual incentivized engagement approach to everything everything the like button ruined the internet everything is based on the like button in a bundled media group, like, say, Mm Hodinky, there is no one article that's going to make or break you. There is no week, week's uh, programming that's going to break you. Uh, A bundled company like that is hitting every, every different genre. They've got video, they've got written, they've got, podcast they've got uh uh products that they sell Mm -hmm. right e-commerce they've diversified so they can do really cool shit i know we've got a lot of hodinky haters out there i am not one of them i think hodinky is a phenomenal phenomenal company i really like them uh i love the work they do um, I don't care about the products they sell. They've got to make money to employ all the people who make the great shit that they make. But they don't have to worry about any one article. You know, they can spend money on an article and not worry that it's going to get likes, not worry that it's going to get engagement, not worry that a 100,000 yeah. people are going to read it. It, it. It's the quality of the product. They can make it in a vacuum. Yeah. Yes, that's right. And, and so... A company that has one writer and has low threshold for uh, an article, a podcast, a video that's not going to get likes and doesn't have that same flexibility. So all of a sudden, I need to have everything be likable, linkable, backlinkable, and affiliate marketable. Yep. And the quality of the product goes down as a result. And that is the world we live in. The integrity, not the quality, the integrity of the product, I think. Six and one half dozen, but I, I, I think I hear your distinction. Yeah.
0: Because you can have great production value. You can have a terrific product that you're putting out there, but it's an ad. Yeah. You, you know,
1: one of the nice things about what we do is we have zero, I mean, almost zero feedback about our product. And so we're able to create a product Feel good about it or not, um, get it out there. Some some of you are going to comment, and you're going to and you're going to communicate to us directly. That's fine. That's fun. We enjoy it, but we're not getting thumbs downed. We're not getting thumbs upped. Well, there's no likes, right? There's no there's no feedback <clears throat> loop. I I mean, when we get you know the listens we get. They change very little from week to week.
0: Yeah, we um, have some really committed listeners or downloaders, at least.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right. And, and so we don't have to, when we do these podcasts, we don't ever, ever think about is someone going to click on this link? You, you know, there's zero clickbait motivation for us because we don't see the clicks. And I'm not saying that we make a superior product because of that, I'm saying we're free from that. We're yeah. free from that. We don't have to make a Rolex video. We don't have to make an Omega video. We don't have to make a is Omega better than Rolex video. It uh, is 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 Omega the new Rolex? Uh,
0: is yeah, <laughs> you know whatever, right?
1: We don't have to do it. And, and frankly,
0: that's ah. liberating. I'm glad we don't have to because we couldn't buy them.
1: It's liberating. It's liberating, and it makes our lives so much cheaper
0: and more fun. <laughs> we get to have so many fun cool watches and not tie up all of our watch money in one watch
1: all right and before you yes you i'm talking to you before you accuse us of navel gazing rather this is our experience with this thing right i would urge everybody well don't start a podcast uh but i would urge everybody to figure out a place where to the extent you want to create you can do so in a world free from likes free from who you know worrying about who or how many? N- make the thing you want to make. Work hard on it and get it out there. Don't start a podcast. Just enjoy the process. E- enjoy it. Enjoy I, yeah, it. Yeah. Whether I, whether that's the photographs you're taking, the watches you're taking photographs of, mm-hmm. uh, the watches you're writing about. Uh, Evan Evan does I think does a really good job of this. Yeah. He writes about the brands and the watches that he loves,
0: and then nobody knows anything about. So even if he's lying, no one will call him on it.
1: That's right. That's right. It, it's it's a really, it's a really sort of refreshing approach to the hobby, and and I love to see it.
0: So, yeah. Hey. It makes me want to get into vintage gold watches. Yeah. We had a message a couple of weeks ago from someone when we were talking about uh, tool watches. And he said he was listening to it while wearing, oh shit, was it a Waldem? Like a vintage, it was a gold vintage 36 millimeter watch. Something like that. While he's working in his wood shop. It's like, hell yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's wearing your watch. Yeah.
1: You you know, I golfed with an orthopedic surgeon the other day. So first, this dude, so this first this dude is... I found out later, 71. Looked like he was 60. Jeez. He was like kind of strapping, barrel chested, like athletic legs. He was wearing shorts, you know, athletic looking. He hits the ball a fucking ton. I mean, he was like, you know, 250, 260 carry with his driver. Find out later he's 71. And he's just like a funny, nice dude, but he's wearing this sub. He's wearing this. Black date sub. I'm like, man, that's really great. He's like, yeah, uh, yeah. I bought it at Skis, you know, a few years ago. I just walked in and I didn't know what I was looking for. I was like,
0: <laughs> you can't, you, you can't do that today. Do you know how much money is on your wrist right now in the gray market? But it was beat to shit. Beat to shit.
1: You could just tell that he had bought it and loved it and worn it. That's his watch. That's his watch, man. That's his watch. And I, and I thought it was great. He was bitching about the $750 service quote. And I was like, man, you get that thing service, you could sell it for 15 grand tomorrow. He's
0: like, what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I paid 30 bucks for it.
1: <laughs> I think he said he bought it for, he said, I, he went in, it, they quoted him 7,500, gave him 7,100, and waived all the interest for two years because he did like uh yeah you you know what are these loans waived all the interest for two years he kept it for two years paid off the loan so got this watch for yeah yeah grand cycle money
0: yeah yeah
1: Andrew I feel like I took over your topic a little bit I'm sorry about that anything you want to add on the topic or or anything you want to explore (laughs)
0: I just want to say, enjoy the Jomo. Don't let the darling of Instagram be your grail, unless it is independent of it being the darling of Instagram. Everyone who went out and bought a Blue Bay 58, because everyone was talking about the Blue Bay 58, Mm Mm-hmm. Sorry for you, unless you wanted the Blue Bay Fifty Eight, which I imagine most people didn't, because it's just blue.
1: They did. It's mm-hmm. a great watch.
0: They wanted. Like, they liked yeah, it. It's but a great watch. It, it, it is a great watch. It is, but the hype drove a huge number of sales that weren't because people were in love with that watch. Find the ones you want. Don't let what everyone else likes and what gets likes influence you Mm -hmm. in your buying. Don't feel bad because some asshole has nine different varieties of subs. That doesn't mean you need a sub. It doesn't mean you need X, Y, or Z. Find what you want and what you're comfortable paying for and enjoy the shit out of it and if you want to post pictures of it do it who cares about the like button you like it
1: and, and, and if you care about the like button like button start what, a podcast it's <laughs> yes exactly and and frankly that's okay too right just don't stress about it if you're feeling stressed if you're fi- if you're feeling stressed turn off your phone Meditate. Watch a Netflix show with your baby, your sweetie, in, in your in your in your shoulder and or and hit
0: Tinder and start swiping.
1: Or, or or that. That's exactly right. Uh uh go out and get COVID like Andrew. Yeah. Uh yeah, I'm I'm with you, right? Big picture is n- no the like button, hasn't ruined anything, no technology. Isn't ruining anything. Social media isn't ruining anything.
0: Well, we social media is ruining one thing, and I do need to add it. I tirated a little bit about it before. It's that our inundation by watches that look similar creates this world where we're willing to say this this Hellcat. I'd be better if it were three hundred bucks. Because we see so many watches at that price point that look similar. Yeah, We see so many watches at the $200 price point that look like the C63, that look like the Atlas. They're not those things. Yeah, I actually... It's disrespectful, I think, to the designers, to the people who are putting everything into this product to bring it to market and if it's not for you it's not for you that's an okay thing but it being too much money is a thing right that's an acceptable reason to not buy a thing it's not an acceptable reason to poo poo a thing
1: yeah well you know me you know i've gotten in multiple uh uh keyboard battles r- regarding this isn't worth that or or whatever i'm always on the side of it almost certainly is, right? It almost certainly is worth w- whatever they're asking for it for any number of reasons. Um, I- I'm almost never going to take the side of they're overcharging, they're overpriced. Um, I'm just not going to do it, right? A- and so w- I agree with you. I also disagree to the extent that anything's ruined, right? I think that the ideas are the same there. All you have to do is stop. Stop caring. Stop listening. Stop reading, uh, w- whatever it is. You don't have to engage with it. You do not have to email Europe because they they want something at 2 o'clock in the morning. I don't start work until 8. You're going to get your response at 8. Who
0: emails Europe?
1: Well. Like, at like the continent? Yeah. Well, it, the Europe distro list. My my <laughs> wife works almost exclusively in Europe and Asia, yep. so yeah.
0: But she is. So I was talking house. directly to her. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Kim. Hey, it's eight p.m. Stop working. <laughs> that's right. That's Sam's right. working. I'm sure. So
1: yeah. Uh, that's it. Yeah. Problem solved. We've done it. Andrew, other things.
0: What do you? Got. I wish I could do that. What that noise? <laughs> Give me a second. Which one of these flavors do you want? I want the cucumber. What's, what do you think of the pineapple?
1: I I I like it.
0: It's I a, thought I would like it more than I did. I thought I would like it less, so maybe it just exceeded my expectations and it made me very happy. I love pineapple. I do too. This tastes like a fresh pineapple. This made me want Hawaiian pizza. (laughs) Yeah, I love Hawaiian pizza. Only idiots, dumb, stupid idiots don't like Hawaiian pizza. It's not usually my jam, but with this, it would be my jam. (laughs) This is the spicy pineapple. I don't get any spice. No, there's no spice. But whatever. It's five times filtered or six times filtered, so maybe that's where the spice went. Put some pepper spray in. I just (sighs) a dot. Got it. That's part of my issue. Um, so my other thing this week. Wow, did you hear the squeak? Yeah, I heard it. Yeah, it's squeaky. It's getting bad.
1: You're going to have to spit this out. Get it moving.
0: My other thing this week is uh, actually the multi-tool that I use to adjust my pins and collars. It's a multi-tool I've had for ten year, 11 years. And it's still going strong. It is the S-O-G SOG Power Assist. And it is um, 75 bucks from the SOG website. 75 bucks on Amazon. It's got a um, reference number somewhere. But if you just look at Power Assist, it's the only one. I have the black. It is the uh it's a top two multi tool i have ever used it's got some downsides right it's not the gerber slide open mm. it's a uh loose not loose but a um fast enough ratcheting mechanism that you can one hand open it's got all your tool catalog on one side in one handle and it's it's the style of multi-tool you know right closes up into a little rectangle opens up you've got pliers on the other end it's got a couple gears that really really increase your grip strength you can cut through absolutely anything with these cutters um your whole suite of tools is on one side and then your knife and saw are spring assisted on the other side and they're outboard so from a closed position you can access both of your cutting tools easy to stow them they lock in place so you don't have any accidental pocket openings and it is rugged it's i don't know what kind of steel they use probably three (laughs) one six so it's four four point six inches closed so it's a little bit it's a little big but the grip that you can get on that handle makes it worth it Little heavy, nine point six ounces, but it's a multi tool. So if you're carrying a multi tool, you're the type of person who doesn't really care if there's a multi tool on your belt. Um, sixteen tools, four twenty steel. Whatever that means. Ever, all the tools lock. It's a terrific. I
1: think four twenty is a little softer.
0: Is it? Yeah. It. I like. I have no nix ding gouges in it uh the only thing the cover for the tools is just like a little uh friction held pin and divot that's gone that's been gone for five years
1: you know is that So I actually think. Well, well, let me ask you a question. What's your other? You said top two multi tools. What's your ever other favorite? So the
0: other favorite is the Army issue Gerber. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. It's the it's it's limited on tools. What I like about it is it's really slim. It's longer. It's slimmer. I really the most use I get out of a multi tool is out of the pliers.
1: Uh, I I hate the Gerber. I don't mind the Sog. I've I've used I've used the Sog before don't i i actually like the way the sog works
0: uh i'm a leatherman dude uh i have a leatherman that i really really like also which one is it the wave because uh no i i don't know the brand it was also uh, an army uh, acquisition
1: the leatherman wave i think is my very favorite multi-tool of all time but i do your your sog is i, I think it's a great tool i do not like the gerber
0: i i do uh and I have two. I have the needle point and the flat point. The needle point's better because needle nose pliers are just more versatile. Yeah. Um, and I use them both a lot.
1: It's very combat arms of you uh, to like the, the Gerber.
0: It, I mean, a multi-tool will solve 80% of your problems in life.
1: I just feel like combat arms guys like the Gerber. And everybody else likes other things.
0: Okay. Uh I like the Sog more.
1: (laughs) It's great. But I I mean, the whole time
0: time. I was in the army, I carried both.
1: I want to get one of the new Leatherman, the free
0: P4s. I need to, I'll find the Leatherman that I have. I'll actually, I'll find it. I'll go get it out of my room when we're done here. But Yeah. Everett. Do you have another thing? I do. Do me. I do.
1: Uh, I started a new show on HBO. It's not. Are you starring in it? I I am starring in a new show on HBO. No, I'm not in it. Um, it's a shame. Uh, unlike our good friend Brett who is in a show on HBO yes, or, he or was he died a horrible death?
0: Not uh, Brett, but his character.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um the show is called The Nevers. Okay. And I would say it's a little uh it, it's a little uh, Downton Abbey feeling. Okay. Right the music is the same it's sort of period peace England and then it's just not it's people who have powers and who are being hunted because of their powers and and, and they're slowly revealing what's happening uh I I don't want to say too much because every time I think about a a a, a, a plot point or or a feature um it 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 makes me feel like I'm going to give a spoiler. With, with that said,
0: start to give some things away.
1: Yeah. Great characters. The main character is dead now. Complex. Uh, you, you, you learn, uh, you, you, you learn about her, her. The, the rollout of her powers is fantastic. Have you seen this? The Nevers? No. Uh, so I think they're through see episode six or five right now. It's going to be 12. Oh, it's, wow. H- it's HBO. So they're, you know, they're slow rolling it. I'm sure it's going to get picked up. Uh, it's fantastic, man. It is really, really, really good. Doesn't feel soapy. Which is hard. A lot of period dramas get that way. It, it, there's going to be some soap to it, but it doesn't feel true blood soapy. Ooh, right. True blood was bad, but I watched yeah. every episode. Oh, yeah. I watched it all. Uh, it doesn't feel like that, right? I've watched a few shows recently where I was like, eh, this is the kind of soapy that is a turnoff for me. This doesn't feel that way. The Nevers, HBO, you can watch it now. Fantastic. You said five seasons are available right now? No, one season, five episodes.
0: No. Oh. Well, hold off until there's five seasons available. <laughs> <clears throat> Check it out. The Nevers on HBO. And, and we'll, if you click the link in our show notes to get there, you will get there and we will make exactly no money.
1: We'll, we'll get royalties of 0% forever and ever. And just,
0: just the royalty of knowing that we brought you some joy.
1: Hey, you guys, thanks for joining us for this episode of 40 and 20, the Watch Clicker podcast. Check us out. WatchClicker.com. That's the website. That's where Will posts all his fantastic reviews. Mike, Evan, Henry, All the people that contribute to the website, stuff up there, new stuff regularly, check it out. Oh, and every episode of this podcast. Oh. Check us out on Instagram, at WatchClicker, at 40and20. If you want to support the show, you can do so on patreon.com slash 40and20. We've had some new patrons recently. Ooh. Thank you guys so much. We really appreciate it. And it does, it does actually keep the lights on the mixing board on yeah
0: not our house right
1: (laughs) but the board and don't forget to tune back in next thursday for another hour of watches food drinks life and other things we like
0: bye-bye